From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, Donald Trump draws fire for saying that if he becomes president, the U.S. would not be willing to defend any NATO ally that fails to raise its defense budget. The government urges doctors to stand by their patients as medical residents and interns discuss a collective response to the planned hike in admissions quota. And President Yoon Sung-yeol calls for tax benefits and other means to support voluntary corporate measures to help overcome the nation's low birth rate. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Chen. Donald Trump, former president of the United States, has drawn condemnation from rivals as well as within his own party for a controversial statement he made regarding NATO allies. Trump stated at a campaign event on Saturday that the U.S. would not be willing to defend any NATO ally that failed to designate enough of its budget for defense. Yoon So-young has more. Former U.S. President Donald Trump has suggested that he would not defend NATO allies who failed to spend enough on defense and would even go as far as to encourage Russia to attack them. Trump, who is running for re-election, made the controversial remarks on NATO during a campaign speech on Saturday in South Carolina, recalling a conversation he'd had when he was in office. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia... Will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. These words have been met with widespread concern. The White House, as well as NATO and a number of European countries, strongly criticized Trump's remarks, which apparently deny NATO's collective security agreement and could encourage Russia to use force. President Joe Biden slammed Trump's comments as appalling and dangerous. And disagreement even came from within the Republican Party itself, with Republican president candidate Nikki Haley stating that Trump's remarks put allies at risk. He just put every military member at risk and every one of our allies at risk just by saying something at a rally like that. For Seoul, Trump's remarks raise concerns that if re-elected, he may force South Korea to shoulder an enormous amount of the cost of maintaining the U.S. forces Korea. These concerns do not come without precedent as the cost for 2020 to 2026 became a significant source of tension between the U.S. and South Korea when Trump was in office. The next round of negotiations for the Special Measures Agreement, which lays out the specifics of the cost-sharing plans between the two countries, are expected to start this year. Yoon Soo-hyang, KBS World, Radio News. A group representing the nation's medical residents and interns held an hours-long meeting late on Monday to discuss a collective response to the government's planned expansion of the medical school admissions quota. While the group has yet to announce any collective action, the government urged training doctors to make the decision to stand by their patients. Richard Larkin reports. The Korean Intern Resident Association, representing the nation's medical residents and interns, held an extraordinary general meeting through the early hours of Tuesday on whether to take group action in protest of the government's planned expansion of the quota for medical school admissions. 
Following the meeting, the Korean Intern Resident Association announced that the leadership, with the exception of Chair Park Dan, will resign en masse and that the group will form an emergency steering committee to take control of operations. The association, however, did not mention any detailed plans for collective action, despite earlier saying that a recent survey showed that 88.2% of about 10,000 trainee doctors at some 140 hospitals had expressed willingness for participation. The government, in response, expressed relief that no group action has been announced, with Second Vice Health Minister Park Min-soo at a press briefing Tuesday urging the association to make a decision that will protect the patients. Addressing concerns that the plans to increase the quota by 2,000 is excessive. The vice minister said considering the number has been left unchanged for 19 years, the expansion has been deferred for too long. As for claims that the government's announcement of the expansion ahead of April's general elections is politically motivated and that it will seek to negotiate the scope with the medical community post-election, Park said the policy only aims to improve public health care. Welcoming doctors to make criticisms and raise concerns about the planned expansion, the vice minister, however, urged the medical community to refrain from any type of collective action that could risk patients' lives. He said the government will seek medical reforms to improve working conditions at hospitals and ask trainee doctors to make the decision to stand by their patients. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. President Yoon Sung-yeol has called for tax benefits and other means to support voluntary corporate measures to help overcome the nation's low birth rate, saying it is very encouraging to see such efforts by companies. Presidential spokesperson Kim Su-kyung said on Tuesday that Yoon ordered officials to immediately seek means of government support for the businesses, including tax benefits. South Korean construction firm Buyong Group recently provided a childbirth grant worth 100 million won, or around 75,000 U.S. dollars, each to 70 employees who have had a child since 2021. In order to reduce their employees' tax burdens, the company awarded the payouts as gifts rather than earned income. Samsung Electronics maintained the top domestic smartphone market share of 73% last year, while Apple surpassed a 25% mark for the first time. According to market research firm CounterPoint Research on Tuesday, over 14 million smartphone sets were sold in South Korea in 2023, down 8% from the previous year, reflecting consumption trends amid economic uncertainties. Despite losing two percentage points in market share due to an overhaul of mid-price models, Samsung's main Galaxy S23 models, as well as Z Flip 5 and Z Fold 5, are assessed to have achieved commercial success, with advanced reservations all surpassing 1 million sets. Apple's market share rose three percentage points on-year, with first-week sales of its iPhone 15 series released last October spiking 49.5% compared to the previous series. A delegation of North Korea's ruling Workers' Party officials has reportedly departed on a trip to Russia as the two nations appear to be expanding bilateral cooperation in military, economic, cultural, and political fields. The North Korean Central News Agency reported on Tuesday that the delegation led by Kim Sugil, chair of the party's Pyongyang City Committee, left Pyongyang the previous day to visit Russia at the invitation of Russia's ruling United Russia Party. The KCNA said that the delegation will participate in a conference hosted by the Russian Party. According to the website of the United Russia Party, the inaugural For the Freedom of the People Conference, a multilateral cooperation system against modern colonialism, will be held from Thursday to Saturday. Chief Delegate Kim Zugil, former director of the General Political Bureau of the Korean People's Army, is on the sanctions list against the North by South Korea and the United States 
for its alleged involvement in the development of weapons of mass destruction and ballistic missiles. Paris Saint-Germain midfielder Yi Gang-in has been selected by the Asian Football Confederation for the team of the tournament featuring 11 best players from the recent 2023 AFC Asian Cup in Qatar. According to the list released by AFC on social media Tuesday, Yi took the right-winger position under a 3-4-3 formation. He is the only South Korean footballer to make the list. Forwards that made the cut include Qatar's Akram Afif, who had scored the highest goals in the tournament at 8 and was named the most valuable player, as well as Iraq's Ayman Hussein, the second-highest scorer, and Jordan's Yazan Al-Naimat. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 29.32 points, or 1.12%, on Tuesday to close at 2,649.64. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also climbed, gaining 18.57 points, or 2.25%, to close at 845.15. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 0.11 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,328.11. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Century in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen.